Hello, welcome to Storage Intensity, a podcast that is intense on storage and storage-related technologies. Each week, we sit down face-to-face with storage vendors and influencers to dive deep on subjects that matter to IT professionals. I'm your host, George Crump, Lead Analyst at Storage Switzerland. Joining us on this episode of Storage Intensity is Jeff Hughes. He's founder and CTO at Igneous. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, George. So, Jeff, let's uh, start with sort of who is Igneous? What 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 do you guys do? What what problems do you solve? Yeah, you know, Igneous is uh, we're focused on unstructured data management, and okay. so we focus exclusively on sort of file and object data and and the problems that people have in in managing that in this kind of multi-world, multi-location world. Okay, and does that include uh, both like backup and archive, or primarily just backup? Yeah, so we focus on both protections so of backup archive okay. as well as visibility. So we okay. actually bring kind of some insight into, hey, what is all my file and object data across all of your sites and all your filers? So you can give insight like uh, by type and age and things like that? Type and age and owner and, and, and those sorts of things of how do you get in deeper and understand what you have? You know, the, the way that I've always talked about this is, you know, historically, the only way you had of managing unstructured data was just buy more capacity, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's growing. Where is it growing? I don't know. Right. How? I don't know. Right. And so we, we give down to that file level granularity and, and you can look at any level of, hey, where is it growing? Why? Let me get some handle on that. Okay. And so the, it, you know, we, uh, a, a few weeks ago, um, we were in Denver and we did a Lightboard video. We'll put a, a link to this in, in the show notes. We, we focused primarily on the uh, backup solution at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, so talk about, and I, and I it's, it was interesting to me because Unstructured data protection usually kind of gets lumped into the regular data protection process. Yeah. And and as we talked about in the, in the video, it, it really sort of deserves its own thing now because yeah. it, it's it's growing so fast. It's so big. There's so many files. It's just different than backing up a database, right? That's absolutely right. You know, it, it, it actually comes from our core. You know, so if you look at the three founder brothers, two of us came from an Iceland background. One of us came from a NetApp background. And so okay. we've lived and breathed exactly that of this file world. And and what we said is, there's a new solution out there that's needed, right? right. And, and that's what we had focused on is, hey, how do you handle when you have billions of files, tens of billions of files, and we have customers hitting the, the hundreds of billions across the world, wow. uh, and, and petabytes of data, tens of petabytes of data, you just can't use the legacy solutions for that, right? right. And so how do you do that? Well, you gotta do it from the ground up, and that's kind of why we got started on this path. And so you're not, um... You're not telling customers to replace their Isilon or NetApp environment. You're you're essentially just providing protection of that environment and, and insight and things like that of that environment. Yeah, you know, it's it's a changing world out there with things like uh, uh, you know on the primary side things are going all flash. Right. On the on the secondary side, boy, the cloud starts to look really attractive because it's zero footprint in your data center and right. and and there's price points that are just unbeatable. You know, right. and, and and especially in the last year, we've seen some really big effects in the market of people really saying, hey, this is something I got to look at. Right. And so that changing landscape from a, a technology perspective is is really garnering the need for new solutions. Okay. And I, I think the other thing that's interesting about what you guys are doing is you're providing it as a service. So talk about a little bit about what that model looks like. Yeah, you know, this comes from a long time of IT teams aren't getting bigger. Right. And yet the footprint that is expected to be managed is just ever growing. Sure. And so we saw it pretty imperative of any solution, particularly your backup, is not something you want to have somebody having to come in every day and say, was it successful this time? Right. Did it break? Oh, why did it break? What happened? Oh, I better call my vendor. Right. right. And, and just taking that loop out of things okay. was a huge factor for so many folks. And, and it makes life so much easier. Of, 
uh, my my backups are handled, you know, all the way. Okay. And so you're actually monitoring backup jobs for people and things like that? We are. So we ensure that uh, all backups are, are completing successfully every night, and we're proactive about how those things are there. You know, in many ways, you can think of this as auto support taken to the next level. Okay. That, that's very interesting. So then the, uh, as far as the, the uh, tactile uh, components of this, so there, there's a, a software component that I install on-prem, any hardware or anything like that? You know, we, we deploy in a, a multitude of ways. So we okay. have solutions that are all on-prem okay. uh, using kind of just off-the-shelf hardware and whatnot. We have hybrid solutions where folks have some that's local and some that's in the cloud. Okay. And then we have some that are entirely cloud-based. And so they okay. have just maybe a VM that they install on-prem uh, to get access to the data. And then uh, everything else is in the cloud. Okay. And then I remember from the video that something I thought was interesting that, honestly, I, I just don't see that often, is you guys have uh, direct support for... Uh, the the kind of deep archive uh, tiers that we're seeing the cloud providers come out with, and I guess all three of the major guys have it now. So you guys can write directly to those low-cost tiers, right? Yeah, having kind of been architected for this future world, we went straight after it on uh, uh, kind of the IEPI level of using things like AWS Deep Archive as well as Azure Archive Blob. We were actually a launch partner with Azure in, okay. in that effort because we saw this as a huge opportunity coming around the bend and, and uh, took advantage of it straightforwardly. And, and I, you know, it seems to me there's a couple things that that you said that, that kind of jogged my old memory when I used to have to do backups. But one was it was I always felt like backups got assigned to the new guy, right? The yeah. or the like you missed the assignment meeting, so you got the backups, right? So doing it as a service, I think, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, the other thing I think is is interesting is the 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 size of the infrastructure required to back up the the production infrastructure is is it, you know it's it's massive. And now with the, the scale that we see in um, you know, unstructured data, that, that, that secondary copy can consume half of your data center almost, right? That's absolutely true. You know, if you, you asked any of the engineers that are, are on our team, they would say, oh yeah, Jeff would say our number one design point is efficiency. Because right. it's, it's really important that for this large scale data, even a small factor of, of you know, performance or whatnot is, is amplified in, in, in many ways for these large scale data sets. And right. so, uh, we just focused on that and, and said, look, let's get the most efficient way of doing this using kind of modern technologies. Okay. And then I also want to be clear that you're, it's not your intent, at least today, I, I don't want to pre-announce any products on you, uh, but you're not going after the database market or, or the VMware market or anything like that. You're solely focused on, you're, you're kind of like purpose-built for unstructured data, for lack of a better word. We are. You know, there's some great products out there for you know, VMs and, and whatnot. And I think it's just a different space. You know, when you go want to work with uh, your secondary infrastructure for things like either databases or VMs, you want to do test and dev off of them. You want to dig inside and see what's inside of them. When you look at file-based data, you're looking at different questions that you'd ask of that. You'd say, what kind of data do I have here? Who's accessing it? Yeah. You know, when was it accessed? It's just different questions, different problems. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's different about that is the the granular under, the granular understanding of unstructured data is much more critical than like a database it, it I don't need to know it, and I really can't know what's inside of that data from a backup perspective I really do need the database for that so I'm used to dealing with sort of larger images if you will there but it, it's very real and you know we were talking earlier about uh, you know regulations like GDPR and now the the California one and there's several others now. So the, the concept of right to be forgotten, I, I, 
I think fundamentally breaks many backup products if you're trying to capture at an image level, right? I'd agree, you know, and I, the other thing I'd look at is that if you look at databases and whatnot, you'd see retentions of, you know, two weeks, a month, that sort of thing. When you look at file data, you see folks with multiple years, right? right? Yeah. And, and it just amplifies that problem even more of, hey, we're not talking about, well, yeah, you're, you're forgotten within a month and, and, right. and I can deal with that operationally or whatnot. Right. Uh, we're talking about a problem, right? right? If I have a backup and I don't know where your name is within it, and I'm keeping that data for seven years, it's a problem. Right, yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I just think just on that alone, especially as that, it seems like that is, is slowly catching fire, that whole concept of data privacy and being able to, and it's not so much, to me, it's not so much privacy, but you've got to know what you're storing for a lot of reasons, right? You know, whether it's, uh, you know, personal identifiable information or whatever, you just have to know and just take it sort of a, uh, you know, hope hope it gets done view of it is just a dangerous practice, I think, nowadays. Yeah. So the other thing I, I'd like to talk about is a little bit is, and we discussed this uh, briefly on the video, and I, and I think we'll probably need to do a whole podcast on it. But one of the challenges I always see with file-by-file file backup, now I'm coming from the, the old guard, right, yeah. is, and one of the reasons they all went to image-based backup is the time it took to walk the file system, count the million files or whatever that were in the file system, and then finally back it up. The, the time to do that was longer than the whole backup process, right? So people just said, you know, the heck with it, I'll just do a full backup every night because it was just, it was faster, really. Right. So how do you guys get around that? No, that's a great question. You know, there's two aspects of that that we do differently. Okay. The first is, look, the world's changed. Most people, if your metadata is not on Flash, it's probably not needing to be backed up. Right. Uh, and so the, the latencies that are involved are not what it used to be. Right. That's just a, a, a fact of what's out there. But we don't just lean on that factor. We also design from the ground up our own scanning capability that is one, highly optimized for these file systems. So we treat them very gently and access them just the ways they are. We kind of have some history in those. Right. Uh, as well as if there's any sort of load that we see there, we'll immediately back off so that we're not impacting your workflows. Okay. So we find folks are able to run this continuously during the day and whatnot. So it doesn't have to just be backups at night. Right. Well, oh, so you can even detect, like, I guess, files that are open and things like that? Yeah, well, it's mostly performance impacting. Oh, you know, okay. we're going to be accessing things off of snapshots, so we're not worried oh, right, about right, files right. being open and that sort of thing. Okay, oh, that makes sense. And then the um, from your customer base, I'm just kind of curious to see what you're seeing as a trend. Do, do most of them do hybrid? Do most of them do cloud? Do a lot of them do on-prem? Is it a pretty even mix? You know, it's a pretty even mix. I say that we have a lot of folks who are going directly to the cloud. Uh, in the hybrid fashion, a very common model we will see people do is backup locally, but archive to the cloud okay. uh, as, as ways of keeping long-term retention on those archives. Uh, so it really is a, a question of kind of the, the business needs that an organization has and, and what they're wanting to accomplish. You know, if you're uh, just wanting to get your toes wet on the cloud thing, we've seen people start off with kind of that hybrid backup and archive, but then they're like, you know what, let's just start going all in on the cloud. And, and we make that really easy for them. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting because in some ways you're sort of violating one of my my old tenets of, well, you want to consolidate, you want to get everything into one thing. and But you also sort of have this problem that if you're not getting it protected, it's probably not a good thing, right? So right. I, I, I'm now coming more around the mind of, you, you probably want, in data protection, you want some purpose-built stuff, right? And unstructured data is a big enough problem that focusing on it, I think, just makes a lot of sense, right? Because just 
file counts, size of data. Because we're not, obviously nowadays, we're not talking about uh, user home directories solely, right? We're, a lot of times this is data being captured off of IoT devices and all kinds of different things, right? Yeah, I mean, what we see primarily is machine-generated data right. of one variety over IoT, you know, lots of sensors out there of various kinds in either the biology world and, and that sort of stuff. So there's just a, an immense amount of data coming off of machines, essentially. All right, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, so one of the growing markets is object storage. Yeah. And nobody has a, a way to back that up yet. Is that something you guys are thinking about? You know, look, it's something that architecturally we can do uh, yeah. and we know how to do. You know, that uh, I'd say that, again, it's something that we'd love to have a conversation with somebody who's gotten that problem right now. I think that people, you know, originally object storage was designed in the cloud where it was like, hey, you don't need a backup of these things. So uh, the same thing kind of happened on-prem and you looked at some of the early object providers, they're like, hey, we do this multi-site thing and yeah. whatnot. And so uh, I, I think that it's just a, a, a nascent world of, is it you can't or or you don't want to? You know, I don't yeah. know. Is, is there enough need there? Yeah. I would think the opportunity would be have an object storage on-prem. And I think it changes now that we have sort of these deep archive capabilities, right? So why buy, so if you have a 50 petabyte object storage on-prem, do you really want a second one somewhere else that you might not ever use? Wouldn't you rather just send it to a deep archive, right? right. So I, I don't know. So if you're if you're listening, you know, reach out to us and we'll uh, we'll write custom code just for you. It sounded like to me. Yeah, um, right. So, anyways, uh, so as you look at um, you know kind of what's on your uh, high priority list for 2020 from Igneous, uh, what are some of the key things you guys are looking at? You know, I think what you'll see coming from us is is definitely that visibility. You know, you talked about it both in, in kind of compliance questions. You have to know what's in your data. Sure. Uh, it's no longer, hey, I just supply a file system. Right. Uh, I think that you'll start to see some things in that arena that uh, we're going pretty deep on. Okay. Well, that sounds uh, very intriguing. So before we wrap up, we didn't get a chance to talk about you. Uh, talk a little bit about your background, what, what you know, before you got to Igneous and what motivated you to be a founder there. Yeah, sure. You know, I, before Igneous, uh, most immediately, I spent a, a good chunk of time at uh, Isilon, which obviously built large-scale file systems and uh, had architected sort of their disk-to-disk uh, -disk replication product, actually. So oh, okay. that's why I have a lot of background and passion in this. You know, before that, I actually spent a lot of time in uh, kind of the IoT world before it really was called that. Uh, okay. Did a lot of location-based computing and whatnot. So. Oh, okay. And then, so you're, it, when you founded uh, uh, Igneous, was it just... You looked out and said, geez, nobody has a good way to back this stuff up? Or was it you, from your time at Isilon, you felt everybody's complaining about this and we don't have a real good solution? You know what? The hole we saw out there was the world was changing. The cloud was coming about when we were getting started. And, and we knew that there was a gap there, right? Is that there was the inability for folks who had this large scale data sets to take advantage of that. Yeah. And so ultimately, we designed around, hey, how do we build a cloud native solution that is going to work in the clouds, on-prem? be the data management that people needed it where they needed it. Right. And and we saw that there needed to be new software to do that. Okay, that makes sense. And then, yeah, and what I like is that the, that you can, you know, as I said earlier, that you can target some of these uh, low-cost tiers day one if I need to. But I, I like the idea of being able to do sort of a hybrid model where I can have some of it on-prem still. I mean, I, I in my mind, the way I would kind of architect it, I would have a couple of days there and then... Everything off to the cloud for the long-term retention. I also like that I can have different because, again, in my age-old days, I used to sell legacy backup for a vendor, and and I can remember specifically 
a very, 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 very large oil company saying, we need to be able to retain data differently. And I remember telling them, I'm like, okay, if we did that, let's say we went through all the trouble of making code that allows you to retain different sets of data differently. First of all, your database is gonna be huge. And second of all, you use tape. How, so I could expire it, but you can't expire anything else on the tape because you've co-mingled it. And then of course he said, well, I want you to figure out that and write the different files to different tapes. I'm like, well, all right. But it sounds like, you know, flash fast forward, you guys have kind of gotten a lot of the way there. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, sounds like there was another follow-up there. We have a, uh, an index that is, you know, kind of built from the ground up for solving these challenges. That's pretty interesting. All right, great. Sounds like a date in the future. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. All right, thanks. Uh, and so I want to thank you guys for tuning in as usual. Uh, we will have uh, more detail in the show notes. Uh, we've written up a couple of uh, pieces on uh, Igneous and their solutions. And we'll also, of course, put links to uh, their website and uh, pertinent information uh, in there as well. For now, though, I'm George Crump, leading up to Storage Switzerland. Have a great day.